Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. After doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health, their food. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Reflecting on this, I decided to follow her advice, and I noticed profound changes in my own dogs. Enhanced energy, healthier skin, and an overall younger demeanor. It's truly heartwarming to see them so vibrant and full of life. Go to badlandsfood.com hometown and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D dot com slash hometown. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The year is 1945. We're in the middle of one of the biggest wars. And Japan has just refused to submit to the forces of the United States. America's response? Unleashing an atomic horror. But that's not what we're here to discuss. Because the horrors of Hiroshima and Nagasaki would not end with the bombings. A more sinister plan was brewing in the laboratories in America. A plan on what to do with the victims of the fallout. Welcome to episode two of Secrets from the Second World War, where today we're looking at how a conspiracy theory about the American government actually turned out to be true. Beneath the mushroom clouds that marked an end to the world's most significant conflict, another storm was brewing. It was a plan etched not in the battlefields, but in the hidden chambers of scientific experimentation. Its name was innocuous as the light of day, Project Sunshine. But do not be fooled by such a gentle moniker. For the shadows cast by this undertaking were long and filled with mystery. You see, Project Sunshine was initiated with a goal that seemed noble on the surface, one that resonated with the curiosity and fear that surrounded the age of atomic power. The mission? To study strontium-90, an elusive radioactive isotope birthed by the very blasts that had torn Hiroshima 
and Nagasaki apart. Strontium-90, a silent specter, capable of creeping into bones and lingering with the very essence of life itself, held secrets that both fascinated and terrorized the scientific community. It would have been fine if it had just ended right there. But did it? Was Project Sunshine merely an academic pursuit, an endeavor to unlock the hidden perils of the atomic age? Or were there hidden motives? The American people certainly thought so, and with good reason. Rumors began to circulate, whispers that wormed their way into the public consciousness. You see, Project Sunshine though hidden in plain sight, began to give off an unsettling glow. The shadow of doubt was cast, and theories, some chilling, others downright terrifying, began to surface. The first of them was the theory of baby body snatching, the idea that Americans were carrying out secret exhumations with a focus on the bones of the most fragile among us infants, and children. This is where our journey takes a macabre turn. Imagine the solemn serenity of a graveyard, a place where loved ones come to mourn, to remember, to say their final goodbyes. Now, imagine that sacred peace shattered by the activities of scientists driven by an agenda that seemed to eclipse all sense of decency and respect. That was essentially the theory behind baby body snatching, that even after flattening Hiroshima and Nagasaki, Americans were not satisfied and continued to disrespect the land and take from it. But why? What could drive scientists to such a morbid and ethically fraught act? The answer lies in the haunting specter of strontium-90, the radioactive isotope that had become the focal point of Project Sunshine. You see, strontium-90's sinister ability to mimic calcium allowed it to infiltrate bones to become a part of the very structure that supports life. It was this chilling characteristic that made it both fascinating and terrifying to researchers. But to study this phenomenon, they needed samples, and not just any samples, but those untainted by the environment's natural radioactivity. It was here the lines between ethics and ambition began to blur. The baby body snatching theory evoked a moral outrage that transcended mere scientific curiosity. It was a betrayal, a violation of trust in human dignity. How far are we willing to go in the pursuit of knowledge? Or is this just a conspiracy theory? One of many the American people cooked up after continuous betrayal from their own government. Well, the theories didn't stop there. 
Our exploration into the dark heart of Project Sunshine continues, and it doesn't get any better. The American people have a deep mistrust of their government, so everything means something, and it wasn't long before they brought up another horrifying possibility, human experimentation. Now, hold tight as we tread into an area that makes even the strongest hearts quiver. The very words conjure images of a dystopian nightmare, a place where the rules of decency and compassion are cast aside. The theory holds that researchers, in their relentless quest to understand the effects of strontium-90, did not stop at the boundaries of the dead, but crossed into the realm of the living. Pregnant women were the alleged subjects, or rather, victims. Unwitting, unknowing, they were said to have been exposed to radioactive materials. Or was it completely intentional, and just a step toward the ultimate goal? Population control? Could it be that Project Sunshine was not just about understanding radiation, but wielding it as a tool to shape society, to guide the very course of human destiny. The whispers were there, insidious suggestions that the research was a front, a facade for something far more grandiose. Sterilization, manipulation, a covert effort to guide the ebb and flow of human life. Was it a response to the fear of overpopulation? Or was it an attempt to exert control on a scale that defies understanding? This idea connects to the broader, darker concerns about government manipulation and surveillance. It challenges our faith in those who govern, those who guide the course of human history. And then... When it seemed these shadows would remain forever confined to the realm of speculation, something happened. Evidence emerged. Cracks in the facade. Truths that had lain buried, waiting for their moment in the sun. As we delve deeper into the shadows of Project Sunshine, we must also examine the shroud that was cast over the very truth we seek. A shroud woven not by accident, but by design. While whispers of body snatching, human experimentation, and population control swirled and grew, a deafening silence resonated from those in power. The government, it seemed, had sealed its lips, locked away the truths behind doors that seemed impenetrable. Denials were issued, and dismissals were made. But the questions persisted. The accusations were too horrifying. The theories too unsettling to be brushed aside. Yet the government's stance remained unwavering. A wall of silence that seemed as cold and impenetrable as the darkest secrets it was purported to hide. And it is here 
that we must confront the most terrifying reality of all. The truth of Project Sunshine is not merely hidden in the shadows. It resides in a place far more disturbing, far more disquieting. Project Sunshine was not a mere scientific endeavor, a detached exploration of radioactive isotopes. It was a project that touched the very core of our existence, that evaded the sanctity of life and death. It was a project that reached into graveyards, into wombs, into the very fabric of our society. The conspiracy theories were right. Project Sunshine. In the depths of the Cold War era, a secret international operation unfolded. An operation that would be concealed for decades. Hidden beneath layers of governmental denials and classified documents. An operation that would defy all bounds of ethics and morality. In the hollowed halls of Britain's nuclear industry, scientists and officials from the UK Atomic Energy Authority were engaged in an unthinkable act. Dead babies, robbed of life and then robbed of rest, were being stolen and shipped to the United States for classified nuclear experiments. So for a long time, bodies of children and infants were dragged out of the fallout in Hiroshima and Nagasaki, bundled up, thrown into crates, and shipped over to the United States. When they arrived, these stolen bodies, these human guinea pigs, were assigned cold, impersonal code names. Baby B-1102, an eight-month-old boy. Or Baby B-595, a girl who was just 13 months old when she died. Their identities were erased, their dignity forsaken, and their very humanity reduced to a series of numbers and letters. It's unlikely any permission was taken from governments or parents. Who would they ask? Who would ever give their consent? Among the chilling evidence, a report stamped Top Secret cropped up. It listed the names of hospitals, including the Central Middlesex Hospital, that aided in this dark endeavor. These documents, once classified, now reveal a haunting story of collusion between the United States and Britain's nuclear industry. These papers, disclosed by the American Department of Energy, bear witness to a chilling operation. The extraction of children's bones and bodies transported across the Atlantic for covert nuclear experiments. Among the countless pages are correspondences, cold and clinical, between the scientists of two powerful nations. They discussed, with an unsettling detachment, the radiation levels of the ribs of stillborn babies. Enumerating lists of children's bodies acquired from hospitals 
like the Middlesex, and then dispatched to hidden American labs. Though many documents have been exposed, many others remain under our shroud, locked away, considered too sensitive, or perhaps too damning. The refusal to release particular files, such as wanting classified discussions at Harwell, speaks of unspoken truths, secrets too grim to reveal. A scathing investigation into this body-snatching program, commissioned by former President Bill Clinton, laid bare the brutal reality. Deception was the method, and the bones of deceased babies were the currency of this grim exchange. Transcripts of concealed meetings expose further horror. As Nobel laureate Willard Libby recorded instructing his colleagues to skirt the law, emphasizing that human samples were of prime importance. He is known to have said, quote, human samples are of prime importance, and if anybody knows how to do a good job of body snatching, they will really be serving their country. From the early 1950s, the British collaboration was apparent, and correspondences revealed the experimentations on stillborn children. Bodies obtained both from England, cryptically termed Area 5, and San Francisco, were compared to the bodies acquired from Japan, and both London and San Francisco made it clear that the remains of infants were readily available for experimentation. The scale was vast. Between 1955 and 1970, around 6,000 bodies were collected by British scientists from Harwell and the Medical Research Council, each one representing a life lost and a family's grief exploited. One such family was Jean Pritchard's, whose infant daughter's legs were taken without permission. Despite denials and previous lack of investigation, new documents now expose the British involvement in Project Sunshine. The scope was global, with tests conducted on babies from Hong Kong and body parts acquired from locations spanning from Cambridge to London. The involvement of renowned institutions like the Royal Marsden Hospital, only deepens the shock and the fact that almost half the bodies were of newborns or very young babies adds another layer of horror. Though claimed to have ended in the 70s, the echoes of these nuclear experiments linger on, a chilling testament to what can happen when the pursuit of scientific advancement overshadows morality and compassion. This is the horrifying reality of Project Sunshine, an endeavor that transcended scientific curiosity and plunged into an abyss of ethical depravity, a tale of governments betraying their most vulnerable citizens, of science divorced from humanity, of a conspiracy that proved all too true.
and though the project has since come to an end, the mistrust lingers. By the 1970s, the ethical landscape was shifting. The shadows of Project Sunshine began to wane as the world slowly changed. The search for knowledge at any cost gave way to a growing awareness of ethics and human rights. Project Sunshine had served its dark purpose, answering questions about strontium-90 and its potential effects on the human body. But the ghosts of these experiments lingered, haunting those whose lives were irreversibly altered by these macabre experiments. It wasn't just about the stolen bones and bodies. The silence of unexpecting parents were the meetings held in shadowy chambers. It was about the breach of trust, a violation so profound that it left a mark on the very soul of society. The testing stopped, the labs were closed, and the once-coveted samples lay dormant, collecting dust. Yet, the questions linger, like a specter in the dark. Can trust in our governments ever be fully restored? In the aftermath, the British government continued to deny any involvement, and the threads connecting Project Sunshine to those who orchestrated it cut. Official documents were sealed, letters were burned, and the world was left to grapple with a grim reality. It's worth reflecting on what Project Sunshine teaches us about human nature, about the lengths to which we can go in the pursuit of knowledge, and about the fragile balance between curiosity and conscience. It raises questions about the integrity of science and the role of government, and the very essence of morality. But dear listeners, what we've explored today is only a single twisted thread in a vast shadowy tapestry. There are many other hidden stories from World War II, each one with a secret waiting to be unraveled. The further we delve into the annals of history, the more we find evidence of human struggles, triumphs, betrayals, and tragedies. In the aftermath of a war that shook the world to its very core, secrets like Project Sunshine were buried, and stories were silenced. These stories, however, have not been forgotten. They lie dormant, waiting to be discovered. The veil of time can obscure many things, but truth has a way of clawing its way to the surface. As we continue our journey into the hidden realms of history, we must embrace ourselves for revelations that sometimes challenge our very understanding of the world we inhabit. So join us next time for Episode 3 in our World War II series, where we venture into the world of espionage, intelligence, and courage. We'll explore the life of a woman 
whose brilliance and determination not only played a vital role in ending the most devastating war in human history, but also laid the foundation for one of the best training facilities for the U.S. Foreign Service. They called her the woman who won World War II, and her story is a thrilling odyssey of mystery, sacrifice, and a mind that changed the world. Prepare yourself for a tale that will both inspire and astound as we uncover secrets long buried and voices long silenced. As always, thanks for listening. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.